All right, welcome back to a very <laughs> special episode of Everyday Ecclesiology. I was gonna wait, but I'll go ahead and spoil our surprise. We have our first guest, <laughs> if you tuned in last week. Uh, I want to welcome the giggling Jason Stalkup. <laughs> no, this is, uh, Jason Stalkup is sitting across from me. Um, and so is Katie as well. We're glad to have them on to chat a little bit about Christmas. Katie Stalkup, his wife. <laughs> yes, yes. Not brother and sister. I mean, brother no. and sister in Christ. Yes. Yeah. But or dating. Not that. No, not dating either. They're actually married, mm-hmm. which is a blessing. <laughs> yes, blessing to have them in our church. Say ditto right back at you. Yeah. How do I How do I introduce you guys? I mean, I guess we know you, but... Well, most of our audience probably knows you too, <laughs> if we're honest. Maybe by saying why we wanted them oh, on the yeah. podcast. Oh, yeah. So we wanted Katie. I wanted Katie. We wanted Katie and Jason on our podcast <laughs> because lovely. Katie is not obsessed with Christmas, but thoroughly enjoys Christmas. That's good. Did I word that well? Yeah, that was very mm-hmm. kind All right, of you. I'll yeah. take that. I've picked up on it too over the years. Yeah, it's kind of rubbed off on you. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I haven't seen your house decorated for Christmas, though. Yeah, and since we are still technically kind of in the new homeowner mm. stage, it's not as decorated as maybe it will be someday. Like, we don't have yeah. lights out, up outside or anything. Yeah, but that's a lot of work. Yeah. Someday, yeah. when we're old and rich. I feel like I still don't even know where <laughs> half the things are in our house, or, like, I'm still unpacking or still purging the things that we shouldn't have even moved place, and should have just trashed yeah. in the first place. Finding homes for things. We got lots of lights. Give me all the advice. We're, we're working our way there. Yeah. We, <laughs> we organized the basement once because it was like our catch-all. The basement was nice, like good. It's not store- organized. Because like when you go from apartment to house, you realize you have like almost unlimited storage area. <laughs> so you just start putting stuff there. Oh. So it got really cluttered. Then during quarantine, when we had COVID in our house, we uh, took some nice time. I built some shelves. Everything got beautifully organized. Yeah, quality shelves. I didn't see those. Yeah, now it's back to... It's got three times the state and <laughs> yep. not organized anymore. Yeah. So that'll be a project for sometime in the next 10 years. Yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> all right, but decluttering so, is something you always have to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is kind of nice, though, when you see all the stuff that you threw away mm-hmm. or gave away or whatever. Or sold. Yeah. All the money I was, that you made from yeah. the things that you sold. Back, back when you're apartment living, I took so much satisfaction in taking things to the dumpster, especially when it looked like a bigger pile than groceries I brought in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. So it feels so good to get stuff out. I always yeah. love when I pull something out and I'm like, I could give this... No, I don't want to curse anyone with this. Just yes. put it in the dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> it's trash. Yep. I got a pan like that today. Got rid of it. Yeah. So what are we? What are we doing? <laughs> We're sitting here in silence. No. So like, um, you're the one who does this. I know. <laughs> I know. But like, wh- what we're doing? What have we done the past week? We're getting ready for oh, Christmas. Oh, what are we doing? Yeah. The first. The first segment. Section. Okay. The first segment. What are we doing? You guys are over for a podcast. That's what's new with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We uh we decluttered. We cleaned. We cleaned today. Yep, we Maybe it just felt like I decluttered. Yeah, we decockroached again. Not like forever, but like once every month. Possibly for the last time, though. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. We're pretty close to getting a house. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, possibly. Mm-hmm. Find out next week if that actually happened. Mm-hmm. Or not next week, because we might take a week off. We might not. I don't know. Yeah. We're getting there. We had a little uh, Christmas... Uh, extravaganza? Yeah, extravaganza. Yeah. Like we had, like, celebrate Christmas. Our first Christmas party. We've got like four or five... Yeah. You said I wasn't yeah. obsessed. Maybe that wasn't all. <laughs> well, did you plan all of them? Or some of them like, hey, you're coming over for our Christmas. Oh, no, they're all planned. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there were, we didn't instigate all of them, but one was, first one was close friends. The second one is just us. The third one's her family. Oh, no, that is a lot of them. The and then the fourth one is my family. family. And then we might have a second one with my mom in January. <laughs> It'll be fun. <laughs> we have. Oh, Which is funny because a lot of them overlap because <laughs> the, our close yeah. friends and the your family yeah. are basically the same people. Yeah. Yeah, we, I'd say we just have two. We have just two, The yeah. one on Sunday and the one on Christmas with just On us. Sunday? 
with Will and Arian. Oh, and we have another one afterwards with your family. We do? Yeah. Oh, so I love your Christmas oh, okay. obsessed too. Yep. <laughs> if you pass two, it's an obsession. Oh, well, I'm not actually able to go. So it's two and a half oh. for the family because I work that day. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So I'm borderline obsessed. Borderline that obsessed. That is borderline obsessed. There you okay. Go. That's about it. Uh, well, we better. Yes. Well, I was going to say, I wore Christmas sweaters every day during January to work. Or not January, December, December excuse me. <laughs> December. Yep. So, I also banned everyone from persecuting uh, festive... Sweater wearers. Yep. The first day I wore a Christmas sweater to work, I got a lot of comments about my ugly sweater. And mm. I had to correct them that they were not ugly. They were festive. Mm-hmm. So, then I, I received more persecution for being a festive lover. So, uh, the next day being a supervisor of my shift, I informed everyone that everyone had the freedom to celebrate Christmas the way they would like. You should have taken And it to- if oh, there were oh. any persecution of those who like to celebrate festivities, I would make sure that Christmas music got played over the PA. <laughs> I am looking forward to that tomorrow. Not Christmas music over the PA, but Christmas music just blaring it the whole time I'm picking. Because oh, mm-hmm. yeah. it's close enough to Christmas, y- you can't do anything about yeah. it. And besides, it's slow piano. There's no words. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which oh, people yeah. laugh at all the time. Like, you're listening to slow piano while you pick. <laughs> Which, if you haven't picked, you don't know what I'm talking about. But you're trying to move as fast as possible. Yeah. And you're listening to, like, slow piano music. You really get some funny looks. It's fun. Yeah. All right, well, we better we better jump into our topic mm. before I get even more derailed with Christmas. So what are we what are we learning today? It's our second Christmas special. We're learning about Christmas. Oh, fun. Yeah, that's that you're teaching us. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, I actually have some questions, meaning you have some questions that you gave to me to ask you because <laughs> I was like, hey, do you want to talk about Christmas? And you're like, sure. And I was like, what about you're like, well, let's figure <laughs> it out. Me. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a couple of questions. Uh, you guys can chat a little bit about. Mm-hmm. We know what Christmas is celebrating. That'll probably get brought up and defined a little bit more. Last week, if you listen to the podcast, we chatted about what are some Christmas traditions. This is not like last week. Mm-hmm. This is like how, how Christians should approach Christmas mm-hmm. or what's important about Christmas to Christians or what are some things we need to keep in mind around Christmas time as Christians. Yeah, so maybe... Um, it would have been helpful if we listened to last week's episode, which I haven't gotten to yet. Hopefully we don't repeat everything you said. No, no, no. That's okay. So last we'll week... We'll say it all again, but with our voices. I'll, I'll recap last week's episode. Okay. We just chatted about some fun Christmas traditions that we'd done in our lives. Okay. That was yeah. it. That applies. Like what? the cheese box. Some yeah. People like the we cheese box. We probably won't repeat most of that since we didn't live your lives. Yeah. yeah. We don't have your Yeah, you're good. Yep. You have, you have freedom. Um, well, the first thing we're going to talk about is why celebrate Christmas in the first place. So, so Jason. Okay. Daniel, why should we celebrate Christmas in the first place? <laughs> I tried to make it through. That's all right. Um, why should we celebrate Christmas in the first place? So as believers, sometimes we can get muddled or, or get distracted and think, is Christmas even something we should be celebrating? Yeah, and isn't some, it a pagan holiday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, historically, it's got pagan roots, but also has Christian roots. Um, the very simplistic version, I know most historians would uh, be very angry at me for slaughtering this, but... The tradition behind it was the Catholic Church basically merged a Christian holiday with a pagan holiday. Yeah. Um, and they did that with a lot of things. They combined different celebrations. That way they could... It was the way of converting countries. They sprinkled mm-hmm. holy water over their traditions <laughs> to make them look like um, they were Christian uh, traditions. So, but in fairness, that's probably a topic for another time. Right. So why do we as Christians celebrate Christmas? And the foundation for that is in uh, Luke 2. So ultimately... Like it's a good start. 
ultimately Christmas is uh, about celebrating the birth of Christ. Mm. So ultimately we celebrate Christ's birth. Great. Um, the point is, what's so great about Christ's birth, yeah. and why is it something we need to celebrate, mm-hmm. or is it something we should celebrate? Yeah. Maybe, maybe, um, and this might be brought up in another topic, um, or we might have a question later for it. But I'll bring it up: is there's sometimes the argument that um, we shouldn't be distracted by celebrating the birth of Christ because it's His death and resurrection that matter. It's the gospel okay. that matters. Okay, um, might be something that can be brought up frequently. Okay, so question is, is it legitimate to celebrate the birth of Christ when we should really be celebrating the gospel, which focuses around his death, death and resurrection? I mean, I think there's a pretty good mm. biblical support for celebrating his birth. Yes, there is. And that's <laughs> what we're going to get to in Luke 2. There we one, go. Yeah. If you're going to celebrate his death and resurrection, he had to be born to get there. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So so it, it's kind of being a little bit narrow-minded, I would think, Yeah. to like uh, say you can't celebrate his birth when, mm-hmm. as Katie said... Logically, if you're going to celebrate his death and resurrection, he needs to be born. Um, in Luke 2, uh, you have angels showing up to shepherds. And so Luke 2, verse 8, I'll just read it. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in their field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not. Here, here's where it comes. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy. So oh. already... There's yeah. a great example of rejoicing right there in Scripture. Because of his death, right? <laughs> no. In fact, the angel will tell you why to rejoice. <laughs> hey! <laughs> so, good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Oh, so the birth was marked as good tidings of great joy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because oh, okay. a Savior was born. And if you think about the context, before, I mean, we in the church... Take it almost take it for granted that we have a savior. It's the mm-hmm. foundation. The gospel is the foundation for us even being a part of the body of Christ. That's the history church. Does. It's yep. all history. Yep. But for them, they're they're dealing with an entire history of culture of sacrifices and following laws and looking forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and and Hebrews ten yeah. says that we don't have to sacrifice every day all the time. Or not. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's ten, but in Hebrews speaks <laughs> of. Um, we don't have to continually re- repeatedly offer sac- sacrifices mm-hmm. because we have. Uh, great high priest who sacrificed himself uh, once for all, mm-hmm. once for all sacrifice, and that's the the savior. That's such great, great news. Is this was a thing they were looking forward to? So it's 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 finally come. It's finally here. Mm-hmm. So really, um, why not rejoice? It's, yeah, yeah, I mean, like yeah. why why would you not rejoice? No, you can't rejoice come? now. That the yeah. savior is here. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> and th- there was a Messiah that the Jews were looking forward mm-hmm. to, and that was something they were greatly anticipated. Yeah, especially for them, they were looking forward to a political figure, and they were under a lot of political oppression. So. Which makes um, sense because Christ will be an actual king, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? That's, yeah. So, th- so there's there's legitimacy to that to be looking forward to that. Um, he came in a way that they weren't expecting, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of prophecies that they maybe didn't study out as well as they should have. His his humble birth and his yeah. um, kind of his lowly servitude that he had to suffer as a man and die. Yeah. Um, or maybe they thought, well, this can only be filled in this way or at the same time as this other one. Mm-hmm. When God was like, well, yes, they're both going to be fulfilled, but maybe not at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So another reason, also reason for rejoicing continues. Um, so you have the Savior, and then he talks about the sign. He'll be wrapped in swaddling clothes and a manger. And then suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God. So here you have rejoicing and praise again, saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Now, there's different ways you can interpret the peace, whether it's just a general uh, announcement of goodwill and, and peacefulness among mankind. And that's mm-hmm. 
that could certainly be the case. Um, another option for understanding this verse is, is thinking about uh, if the peace is with those with whom God is pleased, um, you can even think of relational peace. Yeah. Um, Romans 5 talks about how we were at enmity with God, and now we have peace. Yeah. So previously, mm-hmm. before and without Christ, we're enemies. God is our enemy. Mm-hmm. We're on the bad guy's side, and we have no way of getting to the good guy's side. Mm-hmm. And with Christ, a Savior, um, and, and through the gospel, we are able to have peace with God. We are able to become his friends and and even be called his children, even. Mm-hmm. Now, as an aside, uh, Christ and Messiah, are those the same thing? Yes. So, throughout scripture, the term Christ is just the Greek word for Messiah. It's Christos? Yep, Christos. Okay. Is yep. the same, is, is like, not the replacement, but the Greek word for the Old Testament, uh, Mashiach? I don't know if I'm pronouncing th- that right. I think so. Okay, yep. which is Messiah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I thought yep. so. So, in our New Testaments, most of the time... Um, Messiah, the, it's the same word, Christos, in the New Testament every time. Sometimes it's Christ. Most of the time it's Christ. Um, Most of the time reading scripture growing up, I thought it was first name, last name, Jesus Christ. Yep. But it's actually Jesus, the uh-huh. Messiah, yep. is, is essentially how we would yep. read that, right? And and in the, the <laughs> and, and it depends on where you're reading, too. You have to remember yeah. the different passages are referring to different times. So in the Gospels, which is getting quite off the topic of celebrating Christmas, but uh, <laughs> in, in the Gospel, Jesus being referred to as the Christ is a new thing. Yes. Because everyone's still debating, is this guy him? Mm-hmm. Is this guy him? Is this guy him? Well, the t- whole time he's been saying, mm-hmm. yeah, it's me. Yep. And, um, well, it, Not it, the whole it, time. it depends. There's sometimes, especially in Mark, where yeah. he, he tells people to keep it a secret. Yeah. He actually tells people, don't tell anyone that Like I'm the, Christ. one of the, was that a leper who was cleansed? Or mm-hmm. or was it a blind man? Uh, there's multiple people that he healed and he told he's them like, to don't keep say it, anyone. Yep. Yeah. To keep it quiet. It's yeah. a very interesting, fascinating study there. Yeah. Um, but then throughout the epistles, once the church has been established in Paul's writing, that term Jesus Christ is, it's not actually first name, last name, mm-hmm. but it's almost used that way where he's, he's consistently referred to as Jesus Christ mm-hmm. um, because that is his title. That is his position. Okay. But so there, all that to say, there's great reason to celebrate. Um, and, and going back to the question about the gospel, the gospel is the reason we celebrate Christmas. Um, it doesn't negate Christmas. It actually gives more reason to celebrate Christmas. We, yeah, we celebrate. understand why this is so important that mm-hmm. he came to earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and even um, to bring it around a little bit, since you did do a good job of going really, that was good, hon. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you were here and I didn't do that by myself because I would have been like, Luke 2, <laughs> rejoice. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, because on the one hand, obviously for all of those things Jason just said, it's not that Christmas is the only time we celebrate and rejoice and we praise. Yeah. Um, as believers, it should be every day, all the time, year-long hoopla about it. <laughs> but I think one of the things, um, and you and I kind of talked about this, and maybe it was mentioned later, but um, I think... Like, and this would be where I probably take all those things that Jason just read from the Bible and I go, okay, so how does this personally play out for me? It means when it comes to the season where even the world is more, I'll say like secular culture is even more inclined to um, joining in a celebration, even if they're celebrating different things. Yes. Um, It's kind of like all the more reason, not that it's like a, we're taking back Christmas type of thing, but it. I think it's like a we have the real reason to show the real celebration of this yeah. season. Jesus is the reason. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, um, Katie. Yeah. Did you coin a new phrase? Hashtag. Um, 
And so it's kind of like a, why not celebrate Christmas? Um, I don't think it's um, biblically mandated, necessary, or commanded to, like, put up a tree or string lights or give cookies or anything like that. But I also don't think it's biblically sinful to do any of those things. Obviously, we could go down those paths and discuss how they could become sinful but but if we thought that was sinful we wouldn't be doing it exactly (laughs) (laughs) overall and in general i think the practice the way i put it when people are like oh why do you start celebrating or why do you start decorating for christmas or so much it's like well there's so much joy inside and it's like this is the time of year where i will offend people the least to make the outside match my inside Mm -hmm. like all the lights and the fun and the delivering we just delivered cookies to our neighbors the other day and maybe any time of year they would have been as warm and accepting but they were especially warm and accepting now you delivered cookies to your actual neighbors yeah not like your your christ said everyone's your neighbor but like christ wants us to love our actual Actual physical like we walked to the house door one door down two doors down across the street katie that sounds like drove around at our backyard neighbor yeah that sounds almost harder than loving the neighbors that are next to you isn't that fun yeah Yeah. (laughs) we'll get to that in what we're reading oh are you reading the other neighbor yeah okay we're getting there i love that one sorry (laughs) just kidding i don't know what they're reading (laughs) but so it's kind of like why celebrate christmas why not like yeah. if you have the Lord and you love him, not condemning anyone who goes about it differently or carefully no. because of anything. But I think generally it's a good thing to do because it shows everyone. It's an opportunity to show people who Jesus is and yeah. why we are an excited people all year round. Yeah. Not just now in mm-hmm. the month of December. Like I had an opportunity at work. I was listening to my slow Christmas piano music while I was picking. <laughs> and he's like, what are you listening to? He pulled it next to me. I'm like Christmas mm-hmm. music. He's like, why are you what? celebrating Christmas? I'm like, because it's the birth of Christ. He was like, oh, all right. Yeah. Found out later he hated Christmas just because he hates the commercialization of yeah. it. And I was like, yep. I mean, all right. I agree mm-hmm. that people celebrated improperly or for the wrong reasons, but that doesn't yeah. mean that I'm not going to celebrate it. Yep. And I was able to share, well, this is why I do love, and this is why I enjoy, and this is why I am not afraid of like playing Christmas music at work. Because uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, because this is important to me. Let me explain mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was, it was helpful. Mm-hmm. It wasn't lights on my tree, although if I could put lights on my pallet jack, Ooh, I definitely would. Yeah. I, need to get a, I need to get a speaker with lights on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if track... If or just get the battery-powered ones. <laughs> yeah. String them. Yep. I'd do that with my forklift. Oh, yeah. man. Good idea. Okay, mm-hmm. back on topic. we got to keep moving. All right. So we finished uh, one bullet point, but it was the first one with lots of scripture. So yeah. it was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, number two? Mm-hmm. Okay, how... Jason, <laughs> how do Christmas traditions fit in with the celebration of Christ? Okay. So last week, we talked about some Christmas traditions, Hopefully which you guys didn't hear about. <laughs> well, if you do, then we'll repent in sackcloth, not actual sackcloth. And you better not eat no. any cheese. <laughs> well, we don't eat the cheese, we just give it. The cheese is good. <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry. Okay. Be better, better uh, cheddar than that. Oh, man. <laughs> And moving on. Yeah. <laughs> we have two um, So some of the traditions we like to enjoy, um, we enjoy hanging lights. Mm-hmm. Uh, Usually at the first snowfall. We'll listen oh, to we don't wait that long. Christmas music. Well, and this year was in October. So if it doesn't happen early, then it's up by like the beginning wait, of Wait, first snowfall of the year, like February? Yes, they just stay up all year <laughs> round. Yes. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, putting, up, putting up trees, mm-hmm. drinking eggnog. Well, she doesn't like to oh, drink eggnog, but eggnog. I do. Oh, yeah. 
and uh, drinking, making eggnog lattes. Okay, have you guys? Music. Have, this is this is this is to the listeners. Have you guys tried? I know you can't answer me, but have you tried the pumpkin eggnog? So no, if you're no. in Iowa, if you're in <laughs> Iowa, I know you can get AE pumpkin eggnog, and it tastes like drinking a pumpkin pie. If that doesn't sound good to you, then don't mm. do it. That's okay. But if you like pumpkin pie, mm. if you like eggnog. And you don't care about your sugar intake. Or, <laughs> or if you don't like eggnog, because yes. I'm not a fan of eggnog. Yeah, that's and true. I like this pumpkin. Oh. But she likes pumpkin pie. Yeah. Give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Not like an actual shot. I mean, yeah. you can, but give it a try. Uh-huh. It's definitely worth it. Our specialty <laughs> is AE's after dinner mint chocolate milk. Oh, that's only good comes out too. in season. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because you guys had that before you were engaged, right? Before we were actually, it was like the first time we were ever in each other's presence without other people. We weren't even liking each we other. We weren't there. We weren't even there because we wanted to be. It was because he happened to be, to be over at my was, house, I was our house. In love with you. No, you weren't. <laughs> it was a secret even to him. And, <laughs> and he brought milk with him, and he offered me a glass, and I didn't hey, want to be rude. Uh, do you want some milk? Yeah, that's kind of what I was like. <laughs> well, it was like a. Hey, oh, I got this fun mint? stuff. It's... I guess. <laughs> I was playing with Legos, and as content as what? with yeah. Austin. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was working homework, but. Yep. Anyway, okay. so all the traditions, how do you fit Holly and um, I'm Dreaming mistletoe. of a White Christmas? Ooh. Yeah, mistletoe, <laughs> and Christmas movies. trees, Hallmark mm. movies, um, Christmas lights, presents, gift giving, decorations. Um, oh, that's a good all, list. All those things. How sweaters. do you. Sweaters. You Christmas oh, yeah, Christmas sweaters. sweaters. That's like a Pauline list right there, man. Mm-hmm. How do you fit all those things? appropriately into celebrating Christmas. Sometimes you don't. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, sometimes true. you don't. There are some traditions mm-hmm. we don't celebrate. But or even just because of um, time and spirituality. Right, or even money. Like yeah, you like should, if you can't afford presents, then... Or you can't mm-hmm. afford $500 on your yeah. light display in your yard. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's not a good idea to do that. But mm-hmm. how can they... How can you... Tru- the question is, can you truly celebrate Christmas and celebrate Christ's birth? It's like a biblical response to Christ's birth. Can you have that... And include all of these traditions. Okay. And I would say, I would argue yes, because celebration doesn't have to have something else with meaning tied to it to be part of the rejoicing. I'll give a quick example. Okay. In scripture, um, you'll see wedding feasts. All right. Eating food is not specifically or meaningfully tied to marriage itself. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Right. There's, there's no close correlation to eating food or the drinking wine or um, yeah. all, all those things that could be involved in a wedding feast with the actual wedding. Mm-hmm. The point is, is that you're celebrating the union of two people and mm-hmm. you do that through celebratory actions and one of them being feasting. That happened uh, a lot in Old Testament. Mm-hmm. I mean, wedding feasts, yes, yeah. but also feasts for um, kings getting anointed mm-hmm. and uh, probably births of sons mm-hmm. of kings, maybe. I don't know. I'm right. off the rails now. But mm-hmm. they did the feasts with all sorts of things for like a long time, mm-hmm. too. Yep. And, and a more specific example is in Esther when they the uh, very start of Purim. Wait, that book's helpful? Yep, it is. <laughs> um, at the very start of Purim, they're celebrating their salvation. They're about to be almost uh, oh, yeah. almost committed racial genocide against the yep. Jews. And when they escaped it and actually got just like a vengeance too, yeah. they celebrated by feasting and joyfulness. Wasn't there a parade? There may have been parades. I don't remember about that. But there, there was even giving of gifts and giving to the poor. The parade I was thinking about earlier on when like was it Haman was the bad guy or was yep. he, yeah. yeah when he came in and then the king's like what should we do to the guy yeah. they're like save my life yep. and he was like oh, it must be me let's do this and this and this give him this give, give him the ring that. the robe yep. yep the horse yeah I'm do that first. to this guy ah. you. 
Yep. <laughs> so, so when it comes to these things, I would say the appropriately applied, I mean, used wisdom, but appropriately applied, um, trees and, and garland and, and mistletoe and songs, um, and decorations can be a part of celebration because they're an outflowing of our joy. And if our means of expressing mm-hmm. outwardly our joy to others, mm-hmm. that makes sense. And if our joy is centered, not on the, oftentimes people try to find joy in the expression of those activities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the joy comes from those activities, but really like kids getting gifts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and really that's backwards. The way it's supposed to be is that we find our joy in Christ. We mm-hmm. find our joy and we, we take even special time to enjoy you know, Christ and his coming in the Christmas season. And then the expression of that flows through festivities and um, decorations and enjoyment and seeing family and giving of gifts. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else, hon? Um, I don't think so. Sorry, I just stole all your thunder probably. <laughs> <It's okay>. uh, <laughs> I, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Desiree. I was going to say, I heard somewhere, but um, just the joy expressing the joy rather than expecting mm. to enjoy the action. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I think that can be something that moms struggle with a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to do gingerbread decorating. Yep. Yes. And then the kids get messy and throw sprinkles everywhere mm-hmm. and eat half the house. And the mom's like, the this mom's wasn't like, fun. This like, I was supposed to be. What are you doing? Yep. Can be an example of her not doing the action as expressing joy, but rather trying to find joy mm-hmm. in the action. That's even something... Not that we have tons of kids running around our house or anything like that, but just because of my personality and because of my love for Christmas. That's something I'm always trying to um, balance and work through because I, because of my like type A-ish personality, it can be easy to push into the planning fun things for the sake of fun things, but it's actually been fun this year, has probably been my slowest Christmas season and we've even still had a couple episodes of like me getting worked up over the wrong things but overall like it's also okay if you don't do all the things because the season isn't about all the things so traditions are fun and they can be done but it's their outflow or your motives or whatever and so even for a season where yeah we're still kind of new homeowners Maybe not everything is done that we thought might be. Um, Maybe we don't get to do all the activities I thought we might tackle in the season. But it's still been a good waiting season for celebrating the birth of Christ. And I think that's even like a test because if you can remove all those things and you still have your love for the Lord and an expectant (laughs) eagerness for, you know, not that Christmas is like the actual, actual birthday of Jesus, but we accept it as such for the sake of, well, really it's just tradition again. But anyway, um, you can still have a really thoroughly enjoy, enjoy, enjoyable Christmas season just because of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one qualifier, which should be obvious when it comes to, uh, your motives, like having the right motives is it comes to, especially avoiding like gluttony and idolatry. We talked about, you mentioned idolatry, not explicitly, but you mentioned it in the sense of, like, idolizing the traditions. So mm-hmm. making the, decorating the gingerbread cookie tradition. This must be what brings me joy. And then you end up, you end up snapping at your kids because mm-hmm. you set this gingerbread house on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, or it can be decorating the tree or going someplace. Actually, I just threw it in the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, idolatry or even gluttony. Like, yes, feasting is an appropriate response to joy and rejoicing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but there's an also an element to which you hit gluttony 
mm-hmm. and it is not appropriate. Mm-hmm. I mentioned this around Thanksgiving time. No holiday is an excuse for sin. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. But then put that in terms of gluttony. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No holiday is an excuse yeah. to be a glutton. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you can't enjoy festive treats and things. Yep. Or even extra, more yeah. than what you normally have. As long as it's not gluttony. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. So I was careful to articulate that because i never thought about that before because i would always use that as an excuse well it's christmas it's fine i can yeah, have a couple like, more oh it's mm-hmm. my husband's day off yep i always get like that's my holiday like, that's what i struggle every with single most. week i don't think i've <laughs> used that one before katie but i'll take your word for yeah. it like ooh. all right we have a couple more questions here oh, but i think for sake of time i was gonna say you could just pick and choose or ask us something or that's someone not on the list too. i think you pretty much is there anything that you feel like you didn't cover because a lot of them overlapped. Mm-hmm. We went on a couple of tangents about Old Testament stuff, which was pretty fun. Yeah, the only thing I would, we could talk about is... Let me ask this. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Is there anything you want to add? Oh, <laughs> yes, David. <laughs> um, the issue... So, so if we, we might touch on briefly just the issue of what about the flip side, which I think Katie already talked about a little bit at the very mm-hmm. beginning, is what about a believe? Can a believer not partake in the traditions and celebrations? Okay. With the excuse of saying, well, I always celebrate Christ's birth. Or I always celebrate the gospel. Meaning, if Christmas is about the gospel, and yeah. I'm celebrating it all year long, like I'm rejoicing in Christ's death and resurrection, his forgiveness of sins, I'm legitimately doing that all year long, why do I need to partake in the caroling and the the decorating and the sweaters? And, and you know, maybe they say, I'm not going to do any of it. Maybe they'll go see their family on Christmas Day, and that's it. They're like, that's all I'm going to do. I think there could be two sides to that, meaning... There could be the person that says, well, I don't really want to do anything different, but there could also be the crusader, Mm -hmm. to use someone else's term, that's like, nobody should be doing this Mm -hmm. because we should be doing it all year long. Mm -hmm. So I don't know which side of that you want to address. Right. Or both. No, and and that's that's that's, a good point. That's where we're coming from. You've got to ask questions. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. that's a kind of a person that you really can't give a cookie cutter answer Mm -hmm. to, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) (laughs) cookie cutter answer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, like that would be one of them. Like, are they pushing their point? Like, to try to get other people to obey their, you know, little propaganda? Or are they, you know, are they just like, you know what? I don't, th- I mean, I am joyful and content in Christ. Mm-hmm. These traditions don't have as much meaning for me, but I still, you know what? Like, I think that's that can be okay. Kind of. But. N- nope, that's the wrong word. Never mind. But, yeah, <laughs> but I would still ask, I would still ask, like, why like you know what's yeah if you have a great opportunity as katie mentioned earlier mm-hmm. in the in the podcast if you have a great opportunity to um express your rejoicing over christ's coming to earth yeah why why don't you take it or why wouldn't you yeah. take it if you if you have if you are joyful year-round about the gospel if you are joyful all the time about christ's birth as well as his death his resurrection um and the world says, hey, here's an opportunity to express joy about Christ's birth. And the world is saying, yeah, we're going to express joy about sentimentality. Mm-hmm. But you have a, you have an opportunity to say, hey, I'm going to show you that I'm expressing joy as well, and this is why. And you're going to say, no, I don't think I'm going to take part in that. I don't think I want to show the world. I mean, that's it's kind of funky. It's not necessarily wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because some people could not think about it that way. Maybe they don't approach it that way. Yeah. So to them, they're just like, well, this seems dumb to me. Well, okay, you could leave it at that, but I think you need to give it a little more thought. Mm-hmm. Understand the opportunity that's being presented. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Got anything, hun? Well, I don't know, because I only actually show joy from December 1st to December 25th. Oh, so. uh, okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's within that range, so feel free to... 
Show oh, joy. Joy. Can you have joy and not express <laughs> it? <laughs> All right. I think we'll call it good there. I just mm-hmm. kidded. Because I think it was great. It was yeah. fun to have more than just me and Desiree. We finally got guests on, which is like half the goal <laughs> of the, the podcast. Fir- we're the first guests? You are the first guest. Well, you're the first the in-person guest. Oh, in- okay. We've had book guests, yeah. meaning we quote from a book, read from a book. Oh, okay. So is it a guest? C.S. Lewis, what do you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it was uh, hey, Jonathan Lou. Lehman. Yep. Um, who's the other guy? Who's the other on the shelf? Sounds bad. I put him on a shelf. Um, someone else, too. I don't know. What's his name? That's going to drive know. me crazy. Is it a Baptist Joel guy? Ford? Like Dever? Um, it's... I know. We've Bobby Jameson. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's um, nine marks as well. Right, okay. All right. So that transitions us beautifully into what we're reading. That was beautiful. Yeah. So we're currently still working through Narnia. We're last time we said we'd finished Caspian last time. Because now know. we finished Voyage of the Dawn Treader as well. And you're reading yeah. them by publication order? Correct. Okay. Mm, we read good through choice. Voyage. And by correct, I mean the correct order. Yes. yes. Like, yep. So not chronological, but publication. I didn't have that knowledge when I read them, and it's yeah. like my biggest regret in life, because I can never relive mm. that moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had a wise, godly oh. mother who instructed me in the ways of righteousness, <laughs> so I read them in publication order. <laughs> and my reasoning for that is not just because Thinkling said to mm. do it in that oh, order, that's true, but did. also because... That plays a little bit off of authorial intent. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's true. Because that's the way he put them out. Mm-hmm. Which, could you write them in an order and intend them to read, be read in a different order? Yes. But he also said, you should probably read them in the order I wrote yeah. them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, so, yeah. that's what we're going with. And mm-hmm. we finished the first three? Three? I think so. Yep. I don't know why so I tried to roll it out. you're through Don Treader? Yes. Okay. Yes, because we're learning the, We read that one yes, very quickly. So then you sell really Silver Chair is next? I think that's right. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And so, then... Oh, yeah. Yeah. We need to get it. We don't have Then Last Battle. So we need to find Then either Horse and His Boy or the Magician's Nephew. Magician's Nephew. That one's my favorite. I think Horse and His Boy is last. Which one? Magician's Nephew. Magician's Nephew is first chronologically. I think it might have been very... Yes. And it's, I think, think my very favorite. I think Last Battle was... It wasn't Last Battle published I know someone else at our church, his favorite is Horse and His Boy because of one character, but I don't know what goes on. And actually, I should say Horse and His Boy might be... Okay. Might... It, it's very tied between those two. Okay. And it's just so hard. But I I can say that Magician's Nephew makes me absolute sob oh. the most. Mm. Magician's of all Nephew. Of them. Oh, sorry. Silver Chair would be next for you. Mm-hmm. Then Magician's Nephew. Really? Before Last Battle? Yep. Last Battle's last because there's characters really? in Magician's Nephew who appear in the Last Battle. Sorry, uh, spoiler. I'm going to start crying. Now. Yep. Okay, so, so, so Last Battle was written last and is last? Correct. Oh, yep. cool. Yep. Okay. So, so there's some very u- neat things of characters from the entire series showing up mm-hmm. in that in that book. Oh. So mm-hmm. you have Magician's Nephew, um, Horse and His Boy, which is just go back and like kind of a prequel. Because Horse know, and His story. Boy, from what I've heard, takes place during the end of the Land of the Wardrobe. Yep, the Golden Age of Narnia, where the, where Peter, Edmund, Lucy, and Susan and Lucy reign on the four cha- four thrones of Carapel. Yes. Yep. Yes. So it's during that age. So you, they actually show up in the book as adults in a couple yeah, places. Don't give away too much. Kind of. I'm, not, I'm not telling anything about the story. It's just, no, it's okay. They're it's okay. teasers. I'm not spoiling anything. Just teasing. Well, I know that it takes place during that timeline, so I know yep. they're... I, how yep. would they not show up in the book? And, and it is, it's just, like, fun. A lot of people really like it. I'm not only I'm spoiling it because it, I, this is pretty common knowledge, but there's no, there's no one who gets told they can't come back to Narnia. There's no one who's leaving Narnia. Okay. You know, it's it, the entire series takes place in that land mm-hmm. there's no traveling back to our world and saying okay. you know and so like it, uh, during some books so for instance 
you just finished Don Treader. Yep. Don Treader. So, so you've just found out that there's a couple characters who mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to come back to Narnia. Well, that happened in Caspian too. Correct. Yeah. Yep. And fun fact, I think I've mentioned this before, but last time when I started reading through them in like fourth grade, I got to Don Treader, and I was like, no, I got to Prince Caspian. I was yeah. like, these people can't come back. They're killing off characters from the series. This is dumb. I'm done. And I stopped reading them. Because I was like, no, I like these characters. I don't want them to learn new ones. I'm done with this series. Yeah. But now I'm like, well, that's okay. I understand why Lewis wrote them out. Uh-huh. And what his intent was a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to spoil anything. That's good. I'm glad someone at this table has accepted it. Yeah. Because, well, because now I'm like, I get what he was trying to help them understand. Yeah. And what he was trying yep. to help the readers understand. Yep. yep. As they were getting Different pissed, characters like, yeah. being developed in different ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that, that makes a lot of sense. I appreciate that choice. But yeah, I think, I think my favorite part to wrap up reading of Narnia, not wrap it up, but the segment. To, right. uh, my favorite part was reading with imagination, not mm-hmm. having watched a movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when we got to the part with the duffel puds. Oh, Yeah. Because I'm in my <laughs> mind thinking through and trying to put all the things together the and was. things are happening. I'm like, what are these people? What, what are these? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is this? And then they finally are... Revealed. Something's changed. Yeah. Can yeah. I... I don't want to spoil the book. Usually you're like footsteps. Yeah. thumps. Yeah, because they're invisible at first. That's not yep. spoiling anything. Yep. And then they become visible and you find out what they actually look like. And I'm yeah. like, what in the world? Uh-huh. So that was a lot of fun to like uh-huh. not have pictures. I hate it when there are pictures in books yep. now. I also don't... Yeah. I especially don't like when, like, it's one thing if there's scenery that's yeah. pictured, but I don't like being shown when you show what me what a character looks like. Because like, that's no, I have a mental picture. Head. Yep, stop it. Yeah. Yep. Unless the author drew them, that's true, or I can, oversaw uh, them, that's fine. Because then I know that that's what he meant. Yeah, I'm still like, if author drew them, cool. I'm still even a little picky, even yeah. if the author oversees it. Yeah. But yeah. I'll be honest, I don't mind the pictures. Yep. No. That's why we fit together well. well. I mean, that's all books are, is lots he of little reads pictures. Picture books, and I. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what what are, you, what are you reading? Well, I am actually... Oh, wait, we missed one. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh, Didn't no, to cut no, you off. please. We're also reading a book called The Art of Neighboring. Oh, yeah. Is that the name of the book? Yes. Okay, yep. I thought so. It's either that or the subtitle. Nope. Um, but the the first sentence on the back is, what if Jesus wanted us to love our actual neighbors? Yeah. And that's why I brought it up earlier, because I thought it was yep. funny. I'm like, wait, you took cookies to your actual, actual neighbors? neighbors. That's good. <laughs> yep. So we're yep. starting that one because we're looking at houses, trying to get a mm-hmm. house. And we'll have, well, I mean, we have neighbors now, mm-hmm. um, but we will have many, much more neighbors. Yes. At mm-hmm. that point. Yep. So that was, I read it when we first moved into our apartment and we didn't implement things as well when we were there. Um, we tried a couple times, but maybe probably didn't try as hard. We tried mm-hmm. pretty and, and apartments are harder to get into people's they lives because there's not yard, like, you know, in a in neighborhood. You would think it'd be easy because everyone's door is right next to yours. Yeah. Uh-huh. But they're also usually. But they're much more apart- private. Yeah, apartment mm-hmm. living's more private. You stay mm-hmm. in your apartment or you're out doing yep. stuff. But, like, it, with houses. We kind of did it with our landlord, though, who mm-hmm. we still have a good relationship with, even though she was the least neighborly of all the people <laughs> who were involved in it. But. Yeah. Um, so, but now that we are in our house, we are yep. trying, especially yep. since we kind of have now been more settled than we were in mm-hmm. spring will come yep. at some point in time yeah. unless yep. Jesus returns before then, which wouldn't be bad either. Yeah, we've actually met some neighbors who are actually going to be really good motivation for getting our house clean and fixed up. Yeah. Because <laughs> we walk in there completely, well, we were delivering cookies, and we, we get invited in completely. They had no way of knowing we were coming or preparing for us, and their house looks beautiful. I went home and cleaned so long. Would you guess the word? We went home and cleaned for two hours because oh my of how convicted we were like, their house looks spotless. 
And it's got to be this way 24-7, because I've seen the way he takes care of his yard, yeah. and there's no way the inside isn't always nice. Not always. that your house has to be tip-top, but it was it was a good, it was like good Christmas cookie platter on, That's you know, not the, true. There was. There was? Yeah, sitting right on this little, oh, like, no. sofa <laughs> shelf, and that. stockings beautifully hung over the fireplace with care, in hopes that St. Nick would soon be there. <laughs> would you say it was immaculate? No, I don't know that oh. I would say that. Because oh, man, I just like that word. It, it is a good word. Yeah. Um, like the Immaculate Conception of Mary. <laughs> That's not where I was going with that, but yeah, all right. So yeah. anyway, on that Mary's note, conception or the conception inside Mary? Uh, Catholics believe that Mary was also conceived really? immaculately. Man, this could go on for a long time now. I did not know that. Yeah, yep. I didn't either, even though he's told me like twice. Yep. Wow. Sorry, I knew this time, but the last time he told me <laughs> yeah. was the second time he told me. Yeah, she was born without sin. I mean, it makes sense why they would no think that. No original sin. Yeah. But it also doesn't make any no, sense it doesn't. at all. Not at all. It's, it's, per- it's to make sure her womb was perfect for yeah. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I just want to know what Katie's reading. Sorry. <laughs> I am reading. It's on the, it's on the notes. Oh. <laughs> the Green Ember series. Oh, Katie. Mm. What's the Green Ember series? It's so good. It's about a bunch of wabbits. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. I didn't actually know that. Yeah, it's the whole story. <laughs> everyone's a rabbit. Yeah, well, so not everyone. There's birds and some dangerous wolves. And... Are there any humans in the books? Nope. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, it's weird. kind of like... Um, They're all Im- it's anthropomorphized. Kind of like, yeah. So it's like, um, Ooh, for word. those of you who are kids, um, Redwall. Maybe you were going to say that. I was. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Redwall. Yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of like the Redwall series, which mm. is mice. Yep. And it's also a little reminiscent of, what's that one called? Watership Down? Water. I don't know if anyone's going to know mm-hmm. that in this, at this table. But anyway, no we can move on from that one. But yeah, just all the characters are rabbits. Um, and I was asking Jason the other day why he thought that he, and S.D. Smith has probably said somewhere why it's like that. But Jason took a good guess that it might be because he was just trying to write reminiscently, I don't know if that's a word, of Redwall because of how fun it is for kids mm-hmm. but um just so, to read about like valor and yeah there's you know, chivalry it's just knights. your good old classic like um there's battles and yeah valor and and good guys bad sacrifice guys. morality and really Under, awesome undergra- character development underdog doing mm-hmm. well that's why the rabbits you know um and so i just started the last book i might be like halfway through it now um, and I have laughed and cried a little and Aww. loved it all. And mm-hmm. it's probably, it's not as cry-worthy as Wingfeather Saga, at least not yet. Ooh. Um, which is a very good, very In Wingfeather Saga, is that also animals? Mm-mm. No. Oh, yes. Those are people. I like, I like people a little With more. Some, you some, might like, um, some Green fantasy because, type people to races. Okay. Because you forget that they're rabbits. Like actually our sister who is living with us, she, all the time she's like, remember they're rabbits. And I'll be like, oh yeah, they are. Cause you just, mm-hmm. it's not like a, it's not like a pivotal point that the whole story hangs on. It's mm-hmm. just a fact of the story. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then Kind of like also, watching a Pixar movie. You forget that they're not humans. You forget that they're cars. Yeah. Cars. Or you forget that they're whatever dinosaurs or monsters. Right. Yep. And then I'm also reading the gospel comes with the house key by Rosaria Butterfield and she also I wrote, have heard that name mm-hmm, a she lot. was the English professor super liberal super lesbian lady yes that lady okay yes the Lord saved and mm-hmm. her first book was Good secret wording. thoughts of an unlikely, an unlikely convert, convert. Mm-hmm. and then that was the one with the letter on the desk she didn't know where to put it Yes, yep. yes. Okay. Yeah, because the a pastor Kent, yep. who is the guy that ended up ministering to her for years, him and his wife and helped lead her to the Lord. But yep, that's the one. All right. And so the gospel comes with a house key is it's kind of a yes, lot of it. I know exactly is what that's stuff about that now. I already know mm-hmm. just because of 
the opportunities God has allowed me to live with people who are genuinely through and through hospitable. That understand and have taught well by example yes. and by exhortation. Yes. This is yes. what you need to do. I'm curious. This <laughs> um, so a lot of it's kind of things that I already know, but it's also fun to hear from her perspective and she's able to do things. She is a reformed Presbyterian. Yes. So some yeah. things are different, mm-hmm. but overall she's, she does have some really solid theology and, good deep stuff and it yep. flows out of her conversion story and her application to hospitality. All I right. just finished Gay Girl Good God and I've been doing these on autobiography or audio audiobook audiobooks of autobiographies. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a Which is like the only way I can do audiobooks. So only only if it's an autobiography and that the, author the author is reads. reading it themselves. Oh, okay. Otherwise they just I just zone out. But there's if it's not a like lot of someone, them out there, but No, there there are a lot. We oh. need to buy them all. Um, <laughs> it's like someone sitting at the, the counter while well, I'm cleaning true. dishes telling me their story and so I'm able to stay yeah. connected. It's very and so I read Seek, Seeking All of Finding Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's one. So I did Gay Girl Good God and loved it. It was so good. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Jackie Hill Perry is very poetic, so she's just a fun just person a to listen to. It's just a wonderful audiobook. So then that led me to go, ooh, what can I listen to next? And I found that um, Rosaria read her book, The Gospel Comes of the House, okay. so I'm listening to it technically, but okay. that's it. That makes sense, because I heard that name on another Reformed podcast I've listened mm-hmm. to, and I was like, I know that name from somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's, that yep. makes a lot of sense. Yep. All right. Anything you want to throw in that you're reading? You Probably not, because we've already been really... Oh, sorry. I thought I didn't realize he asked you what you were reading. I didn't mean to cut... I thought you were just asking us if we had anything else to say. And I was like, <laughs> why not? We've been really long-winded. <laughs> LOL. Nope. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up. Thank you guys for joining us. Katie thank and Jason, you. that's to you. Uh-huh. And the listeners, thank you for joining us for our first guest. Sorry if this was eight hours long. Yeah. It Go was celebrate like, while watching a Hallmark movie. I think we're at... 48 minutes oh that's but, I mean, not bad but there was also some beginning where we yep. little cut out so it won't be that true. long yeah. actually I really love a good hearty 45 minute podcast yeah, me episode too. Yep. those are my fave so mm. we'll cut it off there uh, and for you guys either thank you for listening and keep serving or start serving in your local church and wear a Christmas sweater <laughs>